0: Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and Today, I am so honored and happy to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. She is Donna Young, and her winning book is titled Monsters. Donna's books have won many awards with us, and I am just so happy to have another opportunity to share her with you. Welcome back, Donna.
1: Oh, nice to talk to you again, Pat. You're a delightful and lovely lady, and I always enjoy our chats.
0: Me too. It feels like an old friend. It's just like another opportunity to, to hang out together and to say once again, congratulations on the book win.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. You guys are great. And the things that you do in the community and around the country are so fabulous. You are a light to the world, Pat, and I just commend you for that. And I commend you for standing up and speaking the truth, too.
0: Well, thank you. Not always an easy thing to do. We all know that. But, um, yep, I appreciate your saying that. I really, really do. All right, my friend. Monsters. You need to tell us a bit about this book, and then we'll dig into the backstory. So just give us an idea of what it's about.
1: Well, um, Monsters is more about the monsters inside of us um, than than anything else, the monsters inside of human beings. You know, I've told you before that um, all of my fiction works have bits and pieces of my childhood in them. Monsters, probably more than any other book, um, follows my um, my life as a as a young woman very closely. Um, written as fiction, of course, but. Um, from the first scene in the book where it's talking about the funeral mm-hmm. and then going onward it's it, it very closely mimics my life and um and was probably one of the more difficult books to write but also very cathartic um a very rewarding book to write uh, I made sure it didn't end the same way. But, um, you know, there's so much about that book that brings back so many memories in my life. And my siblings, when they read it, uh, just immediately called me and said, oh, gosh, you were writing about our childhood. Ooh. And I said, yes, I was. <laughs> Uh, there's just so much, the the historical aspect of it, the way it goes back and forth from uh, with my stepdad uh, in Vietnam and then back here in the United States, what was going on here. It's, um, that was all things that were actually happening mm-hmm. then, but written as fiction. Right. So a very, um, like I said, a very cathartic Travel into the past, I guess.
0: I knew that it was a very different story for you. And I, just when I read the first paragraph, I thought, oh, we are in for something a little bit different from Donna. Why did you decide to write this after all the other books you've written?
1: Well, I had siblings who told me we've lost a lot of siblings. At one point in time, there were 11 children in my family. There are three of us left. Mm. And, um, and when I wrote this, there were still four and I had um, siblings telling me you need to, you need to write more. You know, you always dabble a little bit, a little bit here and a little bit there from our childhood. But you know, God gave you those experiences or allowed you to live through those experiences to be examples for other people and, and the way that we have survived some of the things that happened in our lives, you need to use that more. And so I decided it was time to write Monsters. I had, uh, years ago, I had written a little poem that had won an award. And that is the poem in the front of the book, Monsters. And I, I think I just wanted people to understand that no matter what you go through in your life, the Lord is always there there to help pick up the pieces and find you your way again. Um, he's there to teach us lessons along the way. I truly believe that God does not give us tragedy, but I also truly believe that God allows us to go through tragedy in order to learn things and grow closer to Him. I believe I've told you before that When I was a child and a young woman, I went through periods of my life where I wasn't even sure if there was a God and if there was why he hated me so much to allow me to go through some of the things that I went through as a child and a young woman. And then later realized how much God loved me because he allowed me to go through those things and find my way to him and discover how much he truly loves me. I think when I'm writing books, Pat, I want other people to see that no matter how you feel about God, he always loves you. And no matter what you've gone through in your life, there's always a path to him. Mm
0: -hmm. But see, you could have taken this another direction. What or why or how, what transpired that led you toward him and not away?
1: Well, and I don't know that I can really even answer that. I I think um, if you read my book, When All Else Fails, then you know that Claire, up until I was diagnosed with cancer, right. I had so many questions. And though I had seen miracles around me my entire life, I thought, well, okay, I know that God really loves uh, my sister. I know that God really loves my daughter. I know that God really loves my husband. Miracles had happened to them. Uh, it's not that I necessarily don't believe he's out there. I just don't think he likes me very much. But I've done a lot of stupid things in my life. I've made a lot of wrong decisions. Why would he like me? And a lot of people did some very evil things to me and made me feel very, very ashamed and dirty. And so why why would he care about me? Why would he love me? When I was going through my cancer journey, I sat down and, you know, I had read the Bible so many times being married to a pastor. I had read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. But you know what? I don't think anything ever went Um, any further down than my brain, none of it ever trickled down to my heart. And as he was walking with me through my cancer journey, and I began to read the Bible again, scriptures stood out to me that I had never understood before. And slowly but surely, I started to see him in a different light, see myself in a different light, and see my relationship with him in a different light, and came to that knowledge of his love for me. And then, no one could talk me into believing anything other than, he loves me, I will be absolutely better, I am healed from this moment forward. I had doctors telling me, Oh, you're you really need to get your feet on the ground. You need to realize you've got to get your family ready because you're you don't have much time. And I was saying, No, I'm already healed. Jesus has healed me. I'm already healed. Donna, no, you still have tumors through your whole body. We keep telling you there's nothing we can do. You know, nope, nope, nope. I am healed. Already. By his stripes, I was healed. That's what the scripture says. We were healed, not we're going to be healed. So all I have to do is believe it. So I believed it. And I believed it to the point where people thought I was absolutely nuts. And then, little by little, boom, 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 things happened. Tumors vanishing and and me getting better and doctors couldn't explain it to the point where they were calling other cancer centers all over the country trying to figure out what was going on with me, why the cancer was disappearing when they were so sure that nothing could be done. And now my message to everyone else is no matter what, he's right there with you. And you just have to believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him
0: thank you for sharing that i asked that question i knew the answer because you and i have talked about this before when we talked about your previous book when all else fails but for those who perhaps haven't heard that interview i wanted to touch on that because i think it's such a profound story
1: god god is good mm-hmm. that's just all there is to mm-hmm. it god is good and no matter what we think of him He is the truth, the life, the way. You know, when Jesus came, boy, gosh, there are so many people who just refuse to believe that. I was just talking to someone the other day who said, you know, I mean, I can believe he's fully God, but when you're telling me he's fully man, that just doesn't compute. Well, it's not supposed to compute. It's not supposed to compute into human terms. It's God, you know? It's God, and he is the creator of all things, and he decided that, I mean, he could see when he created us that we were a mess, right? Mm -hmm. He knew we were going to mess up. He knew we were going to need him. You know, the plan was not plan B. The, you know, the... Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. He already knew he was going to come and in the form of man and suffer and die for us with Easter coming. Gosh, and rise again and be our savior. And here we are, right? We're coming upon Easter. And why people don't want to believe is always what just shocks me. And yet I remember in my youth, not believing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I know sometimes it takes a, it takes a a knock upside the head, something happening in your life Mm -hmm. that creates a situation where you have to understand that that shaking is coming from somewhere. And you either grab a hold of Jesus with everything you've got, or you go the way of the world. And so many people have decided to go the way of the world. It just, it breaks my heart. Yes.
0: All we can do is
1: keep giving our testimony. I mean, you've got a great testimony too. And we continue to give our testimony and we win a few people over here and we win a few people over there. And, and then the, the kingdom grows larger, but the Bible is also pretty clear about the fact that the path to destruction is wide and the way to faith is narrow, and that a lot of people are going to choose that just so confuses me choose the path to destruction. You know? Yep. And we are
0: seeing that today, my friend.
1: We sure are. Yep. We sure are. <sighs> well, monsters is, um, you know, I mean, there are little additions here and there, but the majority of it is is just nonfiction turned into fiction. Mm-hmm. Like um, a, I think makes an interesting book,
0: like a, a fictionalized memoir, really.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. How about the title? Is that always the title in mind, or did you have to think yeah, about? Yeah,
1: because that? of the the yeah. poem uh-huh. that in the beginning of the book, the right. poems title is Monsters, right. and, you know, I in my life, I've met so many people that were so filled with, with demons, and, and so full of hate, and just wanting to take everybody around them down, and, you know, after living part of my life thinking, oh, what difference does it make? God doesn't love me anyway. I know that we can walk around with monsters in us, too. So... And then, even when i even when I became the wife of the pastor, um, I tell people all the time when when my husband and I first got married, Pastor Marty and I, um I didn't believe oh, well, I thought maybe there was a God out there somewhere, and Marty was really nice, and he sure believed, you know, but but I didn't really believe that he cared about me. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing. In this whole Christianity thing is knowing that if you were the only person on earth, he would have died for you. You know, I never had gotten to that place where I believed that he loved me so much, he would have died for me. So I think in monsters, I'm not just telling about monsters that I've met but also the feelings inside, yes. you know, mm-hmm. that you know are monsters. Right. right. Uh, wow. Satan's running around crazy, like, all over this planet. <laughs> and until Jesus comes back, he's the prince and the ruler of this world. So he fills our heads with all kinds of stuff. And dumb as we are, we believe it. I believe it. Yep,
0: yep. So, as you were writing this, Donna, was there anything that you edited out, or did everything you put in make the grade?
1: Um, I took out a couple of things that I thought, oh, no one will ever believe this. <laughs> and maybe at some point I'll put them in a book. i've I've often been told when i when I sat down, um, at, right after Marty and I got married, uh, he said, "You should write down your life story." And I did. I wrote the first part from uh, from as far back as I could remember, and that's very young. I was reading the Los Angeles Times when I was three years old, so I have memories that go back quite far from that time up till I was about 12, and then I was going to write the second half, and when he sat down and read that first half, he said, oh, gosh, I um, You know, I know you, and I've talked to your family members, so I know that all this is true, but nobody will ever believe any of this. Mm. You know, no one will ever believe this, that that people did these things to you and that you lived through all of this. And so when I finally decided to start writing, I think I intentionally left out lots of things because certainly no one would believe it as an autobiography. This can't be, you know, biographical because no one would believe it. So I started writing fiction.
0: You said that your siblings had initially said that you need to write about our family, but then when you published this, they weren't happy with it?
1: Um, Not so much my siblings, but aunts and uncles and, and different folks like that who... Um, and some of them are still around. They're getting quite elderly. Clear up way up in their nineties, but um, because there are references to my mother, my father, my stepdad, things like that, and some of the things that they did—none of the really awful stuff that they did—but right. things that didn't uh, put them in the best light. Even though it was written as fiction, they could—they recognized it, mm-hmm. right? And they were not happy um, you know, oh, you're telling on, you know, your parents and that sort of thing. And, well, no, I wrote it as fiction. I suppose for those of us in the family who know the things that happen, or most of them, um, no, it doesn't shed a particularly glorious light
0: right.
1: on our family. But truth is truth. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And how do you reach those people who have gone through similar horrors and uh, either didn't feel loved by God or maybe even hated God because of things they had gone through in their lives, thinking he doesn't love me, how do you show those people that you can go from that to understanding that God loves you and that there's redemption even for those people who have done the horrible things Mm -hmm. to you? You know, if you just learn to forgive... How do you teach them that without telling them that?
0: Yeah, and showing that you know what you write about. You're not making this up.
1: Right, right.
0: So as you're writing, do you view this as kind of a spiritual practice?
1: I do, I Mm -hmm. do. As I said, very cathartic. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say to the point where sometimes when I'm writing, I sit with tears running down my face. Yes, yes. You know, mm-hmm. and then I move into books like uh, Steps to the Cross that has a lot of historical aspect to it. In that, uh, it's about things from World War II and stuff like that. I wasn't there then; uh, that's not about me. But there were family members uh, who died in Treblinka too, uh, in Poland. We had 11 family members who died in Treblinka too. And from stories and things that I've gleaned from family history, I know a lot about what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it, again, cathartic to write about things that happened to family members. The book that I'm working on right now, um, when I had joined uh, Ancestry and found out how much Jewish heritage we had... I knew a lot of the stories, but I didn't know the percentages. Um, now, I, the book that I'm writing now is more focused on our Cherokee and Choctaw oh. heritage. Okay. And I hope to have that book done by summer. But, <laughs> you know, we've got a little teeny one running around. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard to get time to write. And that's okay. Until she gets a little bigger, that's okay.
0: Yes, you've got lots of family that you care for, and that's a beautiful thing as well. You're you're a good person, Donna.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, God is good. Yeah. God is good. I just use whatever patience he gives me day by day. <laughs> uh, eight people that live in this house, so a lot of cooking, a lot of cleaning, <laughs> a lot of laundry, yes. you know. My daughter Elizabeth helps me so much, but it's pretty busy around here all the time. <laughs> and then, you know, we pastor the church, too, so... <laughs> Um, folks have always got things that they need or places that you need to be to help them out and that sort of thing. But um, I just just count on God every day. And I start off every morning. I get up between 4.30 and a quarter to five every morning. And if I don't start off reading the Bible and doing my devotions and Mm -hmm. praying, I would never make it through the day. No, no,
0: there's a lot going on. But there's a lot of... Love and caring, so I can't imagine a, a different kind of a life. It's it's actually a oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful life. Yeah, it would life. be a very
1: lonely life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People say, how do you survive with that many people in your house? But then I think, how do you survive without, without
0: them? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah,
1: it would just be horrible. <laughs> to, You know, my husband and I would obviously, at our age, you know, I'm getting close to 70 here. Um, we would be empty nesters, obviously, mm-hmm. if there weren't. You know, family members with situations, you know, who needed to come back home and and bring kids with them and things like that. I just can't even imagine it. (laughs) Uh, A Christmas, a Thanksgiving, an Easter, you know, without them all around. And I doubt that I'd even put up decorations except with kids around. You have to. (laughs) That is
0: so true. I understand that completely. Oh my gosh, you're living a good life. You really, really are. Well, we talked about feedback from your family. What about feedback from readers? What have you heard?
1: Oh, um, when I do book signings, um, my husband tells this story all the time, because when I had my very first book signing, and I've had experiences like this since, But this one always sticks out in our minds. A woman came, you know, through the line, and when she got up to me and put the book out so that I could sign it, she said, I just want you to know I hate your books. And I kind of looked up and I said, oh, (laughs) well, that's interesting. And she goes, yeah, I never get anything done. My husband is always mad at me because I can't seem to get supper on the table anymore because I'm reading your books and I can't put them down. <laughs> so, you know, I get really good feedback from my readers and from fans. I get, because in my website, uh, DonnaMYoungWriting.com, I have my contact information. I actually get little letters from people. I get uh, emails and that sort of thing. And people are always positive the only book that I've ever gotten any negative feedback on um well two of them when i when redemption the first book in my trilogy came out uh, i had a couple of people that thought i was writing about president obama and i said no i started this book in 2006 <laughs> he didn't even become president until 2008 so this doesn't have anything to do with obama i had never even heard of obama mm-hmm. you know and then um When I wrote the book, God, questions that we've gotten over the years through ministry, um, I answer every one of those questions absolutely lovingly and with scripture. So these are not my opinions, it's biblically based. I got a lot of really nasty feedback from people. I also got a lot of really good feedback from people mm-hmm. who were congratulating me on um, on being brave enough to stand up and tell the truth. Right. So, so I guess that works out either way. And to God's glory, you know, I always say to folks, if you don't like my answers about something, and they're based on Scripture. Then you need to take it up with the big guy. Take
0: it up because exactly. I was just going to say that. You're leaving the review at the wrong place.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and then and then maybe pray.
0: You yeah, know? Yeah.
1: I mean, and you'll you'll see that that I don't think anybody my sister who I told you um, always tended to be a little more liberal than mm-hmm. I. Yes. Uh, When she read God, she thought she was not going to like that book, and then she read it, and she called me and said, "Uh, you answered every one of those questions so lovingly, I can't even be mad at you.
0: Oh, well, there you go. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah
0: unbelievable well i guess you know as long as you touch somebody one way or the other at least you've made an impact and maybe cause somebody to think i think when when people lash out in anger it means that you've hit on something that they right. don't and, want to look at
1: and like you said if it causes them to think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then if they think if they pray if they come to know god a little bit better than then, then yeah. my intention was exactly that i've said from the very beginning that the reason that I write is to give God glory. The reason that I write is to introduce people to the Lord. Every one of my books talks about somebody's experience that brought them closer to the Lord, and I always tell people how to ask the Lord to come into your life and to receive Mm -hmm. salvation. So if, if I touch even one life then I've achieved my purpose. I, I don't want to be um, that Donna Young. Uh, somebody said that to me one day, oh, you're that Donna Young, and my family still teases me about that because I got so embarrassed. I don't want people to uh, to act like I'm doing something great mm-hmm. because all I want to do is give God glory and make God famous.
0: Well, if if a person reads your entire body of work, all the connections between your books, then they will understand. And I think you've done a great job with all of your books. And this this last one, for me, pulled it all together. So as we begin to wrap up, you said you're you're working on another book.
1: Uh, River of Tears is going to – it'll be historical fiction, uh, because obviously I wasn't there, but I've done a lot of research – Lots and lots of research. And it's going to um, follow the Trail of Tears mm-hmm. where so many Cherokee and Choctaw Indians and some other Native tribes as well uh, died. And then also at the same time, the uh, Frederick Douglass escaped from slavery. Mm-hmm. And so there are parts of the book that follow the abolition mm-hmm. movement. Excellent. And I think you'll love it. Hey. I think you'll love it. Yeah, historical fiction and um, lots and lots of research, but of course written as fiction.
0: Right, right. Oh, So exciting, so exciting. Looking forward to River of Tears. All right, Donna, Emmy Young, anything we missed that you wanted to highlight today?
1: Oh, just um, God is Good. And my website, if anybody's ever looking, for where to purchase my books, Donna M. Young Writing.com. It's, it, you know, my books are available anywhere Amazon.com, uh, BarnesandNoble.com, ChristianBooks.com, or anywhere that books are sold. You know, I don't sell them out of bookstores anymore. I found that to be a um, really disheartening experience not getting. Royalty checks from books that were sold, but the online sites seem to be pretty good. Though I, um, though I do find that when somebody purchases the book as uh, an ebook, I don't really see the the monetary results of that. So I hope that person is at least getting something out of that experience.
0: So you're saying it's not even showing up on your. Um On your dashboard the payment dashboard nope really
1: no yeah i have a lot of people who tell me they've and they can tell me every one of my books what they're about but they only read them on their kindle or they only read them on you know a a digital source and i don't get any recognition from the booksellers that they've sold those
0: Well, sometimes they offer the e-book, they'll offer the Kindle book for free, so they probably when they decide to put that promotion uh, on the site, say on Amazon, for for example, they don't pay you, I guess.
1: Yeah, I I guess. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, whoever thought being an author would make you rich.
0: Well, that's not the point, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All righty. What a conversation. I always love talking with you. We're talking with Donna M. Young, the most recent book that won the Firebird Book Awards is titled Monsters. Donna's website is com. Her name, Youngwriting.com. You, my friend, are so special to me. I, I just love our conversations. I always feel inspired and come away just um, having such a happy day after speaking with you. Easter's on its way. I hope you and your family have a blessed Easter and keep writing and sharing with us. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, I certainly will. And Pat, You are a blessing, a blessing to me and a blessing to the world. So you keep doing what you do.